0: Leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef Equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ Part of Night Vision each weeknight Details at vision.org.au Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media When someone's treating us unfairly What we really want to do is to take them down But that's not always God's plan Sometimes He's put us there for a reason And that reason, believe it or not is building the kingdom of heaven. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at the sometimes perplexing plans of God from a different perspective. At no place and at no time is our tendency towards looking after our own interests more sorely tested than when a person in authority over us is being unjust or unfair. When they're treating us badly, The more me-centric our society becomes, the more we think about our rights. I I deserve better than this. Hey, Hang on, he can't treat me like that. That's just not fair. And these days, people leave their jobs to find another because they don't like the boss. They don't like their colleagues. They don't like what's going on. It just doesn't suit them. But let me ask you this question. What if that boss who's been treating you harshly needs a godly man or woman around them to support them through a crisis that's going on behind the scenes? What if, in fact, God means to use you as his disciple in that place to share the love of Christ with his brute of a boss? What if God's plan is to transform this person's life, in fact, not just his, his whole family's life, by you sharing the gospel of Christ with them? But instead, you go get a new job because it's just not fair. Over and over again in this series, we've been asking ourselves this question. Are you a kingdom builder or an empire builder? Are you more concerned about God's plans and interests in this world and playing your small part? Or are you focused on your own self-interest? Tough questions. It's a question we need to be asking. And this example that I've just given you is a perfect litmus test for the degree to which you and I are kingdom builders or personal empire builders. What, what would you do in this situation? Would you seek heart after God to find out if he wants you to stay, what role he wants you to play? Or would you just go to the job pages and start looking for a new job? We've seen so far that King David was a man after God's own heart. And as such, even though he ultimately became king of Israel, he treated Israel as God's kingdom, not his own personal empire. And nowhere do we see this more than in his relationship with Saul, Here's a quick thumbnail sketch of the situation. Saul was the very first king of Israel, but in all sorts of ways he'd gone off the rails and God had taken his anointing off Saul and put it on a young David. Problem was, Saul was still king. Every man and his dog could see that God's anointing, God's favour, God's power had come off Saul and fallen on David. But Saul was determined to cling to power at all costs. And so Saul set about hunting David down to kill him. Imagine, you know and the world can see that God has a plan for you. But the guy whose job you're meant to take decides to murder you instead. Pretty extreme, wouldn't you agree? Now now David by this time in his life has become a skilled warrior. He, He was a great leader of men and he won just about every battle he'd engaged in to this point. So with those skills and a band of loyal followers, hey, why not kill Saul? makes sense. Nobody would get upset. The whole nation could see that Saul's time had come to an end, and that David's time as king had come. It was plain as the nose on everybody's face. And in fact, twice, twice, David has Saul in a place where he has the opportunity to take his life. And twice, David declines to do so. Why? Well, here it is. This is what transpires between David and Saul after the first time. Saul is relieving himself in a dark cave. David is hiding in the cave, sneaks up behind Saul, and cuts the corner of Saul's cloak off as evidence that he'd had the opportunity to kill him. 1 Samuel 24 verses 5 to 19. But afterwards David was stricken to the heart because he'd cut off the corner of Saul's cloak. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my lord, the lord's anointed, to raise my hand against him, for he is the lord's anointed. So David scolded his men severely and did not permit them to attack Saul. Then Saul got up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterwards, David also rose up and went out of the cave and called after him, My lord, the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the ground and did obeisance. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of those who say David seeks to harm you? This very day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you into my hand in that cave, and some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not raise my hand against my Lord, for for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your cloak in my hand, for by the fact that I cut off the corner of your cloak and did not kill you, you may know for certain that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you are hunting me to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me. May the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the ancient proverb says, out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog, a single flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and between you. May he see to it, and plead my cause, and vindicate me against you. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept, and he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. Today you have explained how you dealt with me well, in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For who has ever found an enemy and sent the enemy safely away? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. Now I know that you will surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me therefore by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not wipe out my name from my father's house. So David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Friend, these are the actions of a man after God's own heart. He won't take his kingship of Israel by force. Why? Because it's not Saul's empire or his empire, it's God's kingdom. So how do you see things in a time of conflict? Is it about your life, your empire, or God's kingdom? As I read and thought about that story together with the story of the second time that David spared Saul's life, 1 Samuel 26, if you'd like to read it for yourself, it hit me between the eyes that David was more interested in honouring God than he was in seizing power. So much so, in fact, he was prepared to live out his honour to God even though it could cost him his life. Which, when you think about it, is exactly what Jesus said we should do a thousand or so years later, Mark chapter 8, verse 35. For those who want to save their lives will lose them. But those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save them. I'm going to be honest with you here. I can't live my life that way in my own strength. I I don't have the strength. I can only do it day by day as the Holy Spirit works in my heart to make my heart more like God's heart. Father God, I pray for each one of us who has received your word today I pray for the battlefield of our hearts, the places where the enemy wants to get a foothold, the places that we've been holding back from you, the places where we fail time and time again. Lord God, we're your people. We want to honour you with all that we are, with everything we have, with every hope and every dream. It's just we can't do it. So we pray that your spirit would take this word of yours that we have heard today and change our hearts, transform our hearts, renew our hearts, empower our hearts so that the attitudes, the aspirations, and and the actions that flow out of them will be all about building your kingdom, not our own empires. Make us kingdom builders, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org.